At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is The Edge here on VSIN, the sports betting network, live from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Last day for a while here at the South Point at the tip of the strip. We're going to be on the road the next few days. We'll get to that momentarily when we talk about the NBA. But we start, Matt Humans with the National Football League because the NFL never rests. It is king, and it is always taking headlines left, right, and center. We have the trade. It has finally happened. I think we've kind of just been waiting for this to happen. But the Browns have traded Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers for a 2024 conditional fifth-round draft pick. Some of the other details uh, among this deal, Cleveland's going to pay $10.5 million this season to Mayfield. They're going to save over $8 million in cash and salary cap space. Carolina's going to pay him $5 million. Mayfield was originally set to make $18.8, we'll call it, uh, but agreed to a $3.5 million pay cut. So now, despite reports, what was it, like three weeks ago, wasn't there rumblings that Sam Darnold looking pretty good Looking pretty good. They now have a quarterback to lead them into next season, Carolina. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you believe that talk about Sam Darnold looking good in practice unless you're really naive or born yesterday because basically what the Panthers were trying to do was prop up Sam Darnold just in case this Mayfield deal uh, fell through. We're fine. I, I talked to Michael Lombardi, I'm going to say about three weeks ago, and I was writing a Deshaun Watson column for Point Spread Weekly, and uh, Lombardi had told me, he said, you know, off the record, the Browns have been talking with the Panthers since the draft about this Baker Mayfield trade, and it comes down to the money, how much are the Browns going to pay, how much are the Panthers going to pay, and they want Baker Mayfield to take about a $3 million pay cut, and Mayfield was resisting that at the time. Obviously, 
he relented and um, decided it was in his best interest to go ahead and take the trade from Cleveland, leave that in his rearview mirror, and head to Carolina and compete for the starting job. And I think Mayfield did the right thing. From the, the Panthers' perspective, I like to trade too because yep. you've got to bring in competition for Sam Darnold. You just can't hand him the keys uh, to the Corvette and say it's all yours. He'll wreck it. Uh, the thing about competition is it should make these guys better. And when you're talking about the Panthers as well, you've got the number one pick and the number three pick from the 2018 draft, and you're still not sure if you have a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I, but I, I will say this because there, there was a lot of – it was weird, I, I thought at least personally, after last season, that there was a lot of – I guess you call it trashing like Mayfield's done, toast, not a good quarterback. I mean, he was really injured at the end of that last year, tried to play through it. I think it was kind of a mistake because it hurt his own stock in terms of sure, his value. of course. And – I mean, it was just in 2020 in which he threw 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions, completed 63% of his passes. He had a pretty good year. If you look at it from a PFF grade standpoint, Matt, you're talking about his first three years in the league, 83.2, 74.8, 85.7. He's shown, I, th- I think at least, some really solid upside if he's in an offense that's got good structure, and this could potentially be one of them for Carolina. Um, I-, I think there's a small chance that not only you're getting a guy for this year, there's a small chance you're getting a guy maybe for the next few years. Oh, he could be a franchise quarterback unless he gets beat out by Sam Darnold, which I don't think is going to happen. I I like Mayfield. Uh, I'm not crazy about him, but uh, I've liked him since he was in Oklahoma. I thought he had potential as an NFL quarterback. He's got mobility. He throws with accuracy. I think he's smart and tough enough uh, to make it. Obviously, last year did not look very good in Cleveland, but like you said, he was banged up, and I think you have to take that into consideration. I really think the Browns' front office completely overreacted with uh, the Baker Mayfield-Deshaun Watson situation. If you think back to previous year, like you said, Baker Mayfield led that Browns team to 10 wins and a playoff win Mm -hmm. at Pittsburgh. He put up pretty good numbers. I thought he looked like a pretty good quarterback at times. Yeah, he's got some shortcomings. There's no question about it. He's not a top five or top ten quarterback in the NFL. Is he a top 15 guy? Certainly could be, and he looked like that two years ago. But to trash him and basically give him away for nothing, but you're basically paying him to go away, and you're going to give away three first-round draft picks and guarantee Deshaun Watson $230 million, that's a high-risk move, and I think the Browns uh, fumbled. Yeah, I agree. They dropped the ball. I agree. And look, and for Carolina, at least on their offense, you're talking about skill position, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. We know Christian McCaffrey, Rashard Higgins. It's not devoid of talent, that offense. Now, their offense line was awful last year, and it's probably mm-hmm. going to be bad again. So Mayfield is not a guy you want dropping back a million times and slinging the ball around. Again, he was good with instruction, good running game, play action, all of those stuff, all of those things. So it's not going to be perfect for Carolina, but at least you're getting in, buying low on an opportunity that could be pretty good for you down the road here for the Panthers. You know, what also makes this so intriguing, I think, is the fact that Baker Mayfield could be starting against the Browns in week one. one. And that's kind of what I expect right now. I think you're going to see Jacoby Brissett. As the Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield as the Carolina Panthers quarterback in week one. That game is in Carolina. The number opened Cleveland minus four and a half, some spots four. Right now at DraftKings, the Browns are one-point road favorites in week one. And I think that's a reflection that Mayfield is expected to be the starter for the Panthers. He's going to be highly motivated for that game. And this is not the Browns with Deshaun Watson. It's the Browns with uh, Jacoby Brissett who I believe is uh, about 15 games under 500 as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I like Jacoby Brissett, but I think he's ideally a number two quarterback and a spot starter. Right. He's not the guy who's going to carry you to the playoffs if he has to start 
the whole season, which yeah. he might have to. Also, there still might be a move to be made uh, by the Browns at quarterback. There's plenty of time for the Browns. I don't know if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo or what it could be, but uh, the Browns still might make a move where Jacoby Brissett's not the week one starter. But right <laughs> now, I think you would have to bet on Baker Mayfield being the week one starter for the Panthers against the Browns. Yeah, and I don't think I would uh, turn away betting the Browns. Uh, if you got the, the Browns, Panthers, or excuse me, if you got the Panthers four. plus four, four and a half, you got a really good number in your pocket. Yep. Absolutely, because uh, this even at that number where it's at now, it's uh, not the worst situation in the world. And as you mentioned, Jacoby Brissett, because that's the flip side of this, is, is we kind of lock into the fact that Brissett looks like it's going to be the guy for them starting in week one. Um, I think Brissett for a short stretch is going to be pretty good. Again, he's, he's a lesser version of Baker Mayfield in that if you give him a really good structure, mm-hmm. you're going to have some success. We saw that with the Colts at times when he was playing, and Frank Reich did a really good job with him at times as well. As that extends that sample size, uh, it gets to be a little bit of a problem, but – He's got a really good offensive line. He's got an amazing scheme around him. Uh, I mentioned this when you were out on Monday when we were talking about some of the best rosters in the NFL. Uh, the PFF had the stat that since 2020, uh, this is a Browns team that on designed run plays has averaged 4.8 yards per carry. You know, this is a really good offense, and Brissett could potentially allow this thing to kind of cruise at neutral and move along and be pretty good. So they're not going to be dead by any right, but week one all of a sudden becomes more fascinating as we get Baker Mayfield versus his old team as a home underdog. Yeah, you're right about that. And the Browns offense built on the running tag. The, the second part of the discussion would be the season win totals. Right. Do you, do you pound the Browns under uh, thinking that it's going to be Brissett? Or do you wait thinking, uh, you know, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Brissett and that Browns running game is still capable of carrying the offense, do you not overreact? How about the Carolina Panthers win total? At DraftKings right now, it's six and a half. The undershaded minus 125. Rightfully so. I think this is really right. like now, like we still have a lot of questions about the roster. I mentioned how good the skill positions are. Still, offensive line, probably well into the bottom half of the league at this point right now. If you would, I think if you're grading them out, right? Um, still have questions about how good this defense can be, I think, mm-hmm. overall. So I would not, like Baker Mayfield's presence would not get me to run and take like over six and a half plus 105. And I question right. how many wins is a Jimmy Garoppolo worth? For a, for a team like Cleveland, if they actually, if I were to tell you that they're going to get him, what do you do with Cleveland in terms of a win total uh, for anybody who had had that up? Well, Circa had it up. I wrote about this in Point Spread Weekly, like I said, a couple weeks ago. And Circa had the win total for the Browns up at eight and a half. Yeah. Previously, the Westgate Superbook had up nine and a half. DraftKings uh, has taken the Browns' win total down, but let's say it's an eight and a half. Do you want to bet the under? Yeah, I would lean under on the Browns at eight and a half, even though yeah. I still think it's. It's an above-average defense, and it's uh, an elite running game. Good offensive line. Pretty good offensive line. I like the coach. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of positive things there, but it's also one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. Uh, eight and a half might be a little bit high. I, I think uh, I would lean under eight and a half, thinking this Browns team probably projects very similar to last year's record, which was eight and nine. Yeah. So, and this is we always see this all the time too. Uh, the domino effect, so maybe this does start the process of the Browns looking around at another quarterback option mm-hmm. and going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I think the, the Browns have been looking around. because well, I, I shouldn't say looking around. Yeah. Like Maybe this is the start of now in a few hours or days we hear, all right, Jimmy Garoppolo on the move here. Because from the San Francisco perspective, too, as you get closer and closer to getting this offseason program started, it's just well, how do you operate in terms of these quarterbacks and their reps and what are you doing? Are you moving on? Are you allowing Jimmy Garoppolo to actually play this thing? I mean, I think you would – now that the Browns have made their decision, moved on. Now the ball is in the court of San Francisco. You got to move on, like you know, bleep or get off the pot when it comes to your quarterback. And then the the, the other team in the conversations, the Seattle Seahawks. 
No, they're set. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're set. With Drew Locke Drew, and Geno Smith? Drew Locke and Geno Smith. I was, I, you know there's a weird amount of Geno Smith truthers out there still, that Geno's actually still got the goods. He was never given a fair shake. Actually, I think the Seahawks covered the first two or three games he That's quarterbacked right. last year, but uh, he's not the answer. The Seahawks well, one of them was one of them was an extremely lucky Sunday night win or right. loss uh, to the Steelers in overtime where did he not fumble the ball in his own territory? And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I was all over that, though. I think it is interesting now, though. The Carolina Panthers have the number one and number three picks yeah. from the 2018 draft, two quarterbacks, and they're going to compete. And I would expect Mayfield uh, to win the top job. Hey, we have a lot to talk about today. NBA Summer League. That's right. You've got some best bets on the Summer League. We're going to be out there at the Thomas Mack Center the next seven shows. Is that right, here on the edge? Seven shows on the edge. I got a Sunday show. This weekend over there at the Thomas and Mac. So, yes, NBA Summer League is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be covering it um, the entire 10-day stretch that it's mm-hmm. going to be out here. So, yeah, we got some best bets on that to discuss. Some of these rosters are pretty interesting, and we'll talk about the approach to betting some of the futures and not so much on a game-to-game standpoint unless there's some good information out there that you can grab uh, prior to those games tipping off and those numbers moving. But you can evaluate these rosters to a certain extent and feel good about taking really small shots on certain teams when it comes to winning the NBA Summer League. But That's one of my favorite things to do is actually scout the young players in the NBA, and uh, we're going to see a lot of those guys on display uh, the next week and a half. Chet Holmgren, a, a very strong debut for the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. That was in, uh, I believe, Salt Lake City. Right? It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, but before we get to the NBA, we get to Major League Baseball. Wayne Krivsky, former Cincinnati Reds general manager, joins us next here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. 
Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, people, the VSIN summer special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke on baseball, NFL preseason coverage, and more. If you want the full VSIN experience, including the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, our digital magazine, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you need it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. All right, let's get into baseball. Wayne Krivsky is nice enough to give us some time today. Former Cincinnati Reds general manager, Wayne. Uh, we appreciate it. I wanted to start uh, with Shohei Otani and the Angels because Otani's going to be on the hill today. And the Angels don't win much, uh, but they do win when he is out there on the hill. They have won his last four starts. He has gone the last 15 and two-thirds without giving up an earned run. He seems to be getting better as a pitcher. Humans and I have talked about this. The numbers seem to back that up as well. Like, Can you describe in any way what he's been doing and how incredible it is to watch him perform on both ends? Yeah, it is amazing, John. It's uh, good to be on with you guys. He uh, he's had a great run here of late, and uh, unfortunately, the team has not. I think they're. I looked at the standings. I think they were twenty-seven and seventeen at one point, and they've lost twenty-eight out of thirty-eight. So, but it's not certainly not because of his pitching. He's the one bright light they have at this point. Uh, you got to like him tonight, I think, if you're looking to play that game. Uh, last night, I I would have. Would not have said that with uh, even, even though it was a pretty good pitching matchup. But Otani's been amazing, and he's uh, he's still doing it with the bat too. It looks like it, the bat has cooled off for everybody in that lineup of late here. But 
Uh, he's fun to watch. He's an incredible talent. Uh, Matt and I could have a dis- discussion over last year's MVP, but we don't have enough time today for that. <laughs> so, let, me, let me ask you this then, because from like a big-picture standpoint, this is an Angels team that has had the best player of baseball, arguably, in Mike Trout. Uh, they now have this guy, the unicorn, in Shohei Otani, and it's, it's, everybody says it, right? They're squandering the years of these guys. What needs to change for this organization? Because it looks like, if you read between the lines, they might be in danger of losing Otani here in the next few seasons, and and all of a sudden, you can be looking back and saying you had these two guys on your roster. You didn't make the postseason. Yeah, that's. I know you're a big fan, John, of the Angels, and uh, <laughs> uh, they just had pitching problems for years and years. That they have not done a good job developing and and scouting pitching ever since Eddie Bain was their uh, scouting director, in my opinion, when when he got uh, Trout in the first round that year. Uh, it's just something that's gone on, and they haven't got it corrected in the minor leagues, and they're they're. Major League decisions on free agency have not been good either. They've spent a lot of money on very uh, mediocre, to say it nicely, pitching talent. You know, Matt Harvey and Trevor Cahill come to mind uh, last year, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, they, they've got to get their their act together on the pitching side, and, and uh, they are squandering some years there for sure. I think they have Otani for one more, and Trout signed for a few more, I think, but They've got to get the pitching straightened out. They missed out on Garrett Cole a couple of years ago when, and they pivoted to Rendon. I'm trying to remember if there was another pitcher they could have signed. I don't think there was one of the ilk of, a, of Garrett Cole, but he was a local kid that uh, uh, played college there at UCLA and high school in the area, and I, I think they really wanted him, and he, he opted to go with the Yankees. Yeah, there but, was, by the way, there was... And for years. Uh, Bauer was uh, maybe one of those guys. Trevor too, but, Bauer. Yeah, Trevor Bauer. Whatever uh, happened. No, no thanks. Yeah, Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah. Uh, the Rendon deal, a complete disaster, uh, too. And Up yeah. to this point, yeah, yeah, it sure has, Matt. It's been looking pretty bad. Last night, I bet the Marlins tonight I'm going to pass on that game. I just don't want to lay a price on the road with an Angels team that finds ways to lose. So I'll go ahead and pass there. Uh, I do want to talk about the uh, Yankees and Pirates, Wayne. And uh, last night, the Pirates – at a big plus price, about plus 180, get the job done. They beat the Yankees in the series opener. And tonight you got Luis Severino opposing Mitch Keller. How do you break down game two of the series in Pittsburgh between the Yankees and Pirates? Yeah, I was on that dog last night, Matt. I like the Pirates in that spot with uh, uh, with the big crowd, Quintana pitching, fireworks and all, full house, a young team. They played with so much energy at home. I, I really like them as a dog play at home. Even tonight, I would take a look at him. Mitch Keller had a stretch of about six games here, not his last two, but prior to that, he's added a sinker from what I understand, and he's uh, he had about a six-straight uh, start period there where uh, he only gave up one or two runs. The last two have not been as good, but they can fill that lineup with young left-handed hitters. They can put eight left-handed hitters up there against Severino, and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, they beat the Yankees again. It really wouldn't. The Yankees got the Red Sox on deck. For, uh, I think a four-game series in Fenway. They might be looking ahead a little bit. Uh, kind of a lull in their schedule and let down time. And the Pirates, these young kids, they don't know any better. They're going out there. They don't even. They don't know they're playing the Yankees, and they're they're just having fun with a lot of energy, and that can take you a long way and and create some good opportunities, especially when when they're at home. Yeah, I was not surprised the Pirates won last night either. And uh, tonight, I agree with you. If I were going to bet this game, I'd take the Pirates about plus 175, 180 again. What about the San Francisco Giants? What do you do with this team? What do you make of the Giants at this point? They've dropped six in a row. 
They're almost a 500 team now, 40 and 39, 10 and a half games back in the West. And the Giants with Alex Cobb tonight on the road against Merrill Kelly and the D-backs. Uh, Wayne, that's a uh, nice. Yeah, this- Go ahead. Yeah, I, they've really missed an opportunity here, Matt, with their schedule. They mm-hmm. they had the Reds and Detroit and the White Sox all at home. Nine games, I think, or eight games, and they and they went. Uh, what they do? They won one game or two. They went two and six against those teams, and now they go to Arizona. So they've played four four straight teams. They should be uh, taking advantage of, and they haven't. Uh, you know, last year they beat the Diamondbacks like seventeen out of eighteen, I think, and. Looks like it's payback time. That Arizona bunch—they're a little bit like Pittsburgh, a little bit like Baltimore. They're scrappy. You got to play twenty-seven outs against against them. It's not—they're not loaded with talent, but uh, they got Merrill Kelly on the mound tonight. They always have a chance. He usually gives you a good five or six innings, and uh, uh, the the bullpen's a little spotty. So I'd be concerned playing a full game there with them. Uh, but but they're they're they're, they're a tough team to play and. Uh, you know, the Giants, I don't know what to make of them. They're not hitting. They're not pitching. They've scored 21 runs their last eight games. That's not going to win you no. too often. And they've really missed a golden opportunity with this soft schedule here to go 2-8. and eight. Giants bullpen blew up late last night. And tonight they're road favorites minus 125, total 8.5 in Arizona. Uh, what about the big picture in the National League West? Wayne Krivsky with us, former Reds GM. Uh, the Padres have slipped five and a half games back. They've lost uh, eight of their past ten. Are we seeing the real Padres now, or do you think uh, this is just a minor slump and they will regroup? Are we are we going to see the Dodgers slowly pull away in that division, Wayne? Yeah, that was a critical series over the weekend. The Padres, for some reason, just looked flat. I'm always concerned when a player like Machado comes back. I I think most teams tend to rush those guys, and they're really not ready to face pitching uh, when they've missed that much time. And uh, I, I still like the Padres. I like the depth of their rotation. I really like Bob Melvin as their manager. It's a huge upgrade. I think mm-hmm. he and Buck Showalter are similar situations, taking over for young managers on teams that have underachieved. And he's really been a stabilizing guy for them. And, and uh but the Padres, the lineup is just, uh, it's very iffy as far as scoring runs is concerned. I do like their rotation and their depth if they could ever get Blake Snell going. And uh, I think they'll hang on. I think they'll be in the playoffs. But the challenge of Dodgers, it could still happen, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it at this point. The Dodgers haven't been great either. I mean, they've been kind of spotty too. So, uh We'll have to wait and see. I think the Padres' starting pitching is is in as good a shape as anybody, certainly in that division. Dodgers are fifty one and twenty nine. They do have Mookie Betts back now, and uh, they beat the Rockies last night. Hey, in the last couple of minutes, can you explain what happened with the Freddie Freeman situation in Atlanta? And is is this uh, something that I guess uh, could have some a, a negative carryover with him with the Dodgers? It seems like uh, last week a lot of people in L.A. were really put off by the way Freddie Freeman reacted. Uh, by bawling his eyes out about the Braves' contract situation, that uh, I guess there was a lot of confusion about that in the off season. Yeah, there really was, man. And I don't know if we get if I can do it in two minutes or not. <laughs> but I, it sounds right. <laughs> he fired his agent. Uh, apparently, the agent did not divulge to him the last offer the Braves made, which wasn't a huge increase, but it got it up to five years and 140 million, which is 28 per year. The Dodgers were at 27, but. Fifty-seven of that was deferred, so the really the value of the uh, the Braves' offer was much better 
But uh, in terms of what it would have netted Freddie, especially when you factor in the taxes, it's just unconscionable to me that an agent wouldn't go back to Freddie Freeman and say, hey, here's a... Apparently, he found out from a Braves official about an offer that was made late and he was not aware of. Mm. And that's what's kind of tipped this thing to get him to fire his agent. Apparently, Trevor Story fired him, too, as well, because he wanted to go to the, the Rangers back home to Texas, and uh, he they didn't get it done. He ends up with Boston late. as you, I think he signed in spring training. Right. Right. But he there was supposed to be a deal with him going to Texas, and then the Rangers went and signed Seager. Uh, so this agent's in a little bit of hot water with some people. He's losing clients. He's going to lose some more. But I give the Braves credit for pivoting to get um, uh, old Matt, Olson. Matt Olson right after that. Yeah, they did a hell of a job under the circumstances, Matt. They really did. Wayne? But Freeman's not too happy. I think he wanted to stay in Atlanta. Wayne, we're up against no it, doubt. but we appreciate some time, man. Thank you Thanks, very Wayne. much. Wayne Krivsky, former general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with a Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at Victory Heineken Beer Made Better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly again. DraftKings.com slash Heineken. Wayne Krifsky, former Cincinnati Reds GM, joined us in the previous segment. Thanks to uh, Wayne for taking time out. He was at the airport in Atlanta speaking with us today. And as far as the Freddie Freeman situation goes, we didn't have a lot of time to talk about it there. But JVT, a lot of observers in L.A. not happy with uh, Freddie Freeman and the way he was bawling his eyes out and obviously wanted to stay with the Braves. And the Dodgers are like, hey, you're playing for the team that's among the World Series favorites. What's the problem? And uh, I think it helps the situation that Freeman has really started to, I think, finally hit up to expectations here in the past couple weeks. And with Mookie Betts back, I think you're going to see the Dodgers play much better baseball. And I think they're going to pull away in the West. I think it's understandable. If you're ever to, like, let's say if you ever leave V-SIN, I have you on for a spot. When you break out in tears when we're on the phone together. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you know? You, Your new network's going to be like, what the, the hell, man? If the situation's reversed, <laughs> I could see you breaking out in tears. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. You had me on Skype I just because I can run Skype. You know? Adam you Hill. Adam Hill cries at the drop of a hat. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh-huh. yes, I would agree. It is a weird situation, though. And even didn't Clayton Kershaw <laughs> had something to say about it, too? Some of the lines are like, aren't we good enough or something? There, yeah, it, it was kind of weird. There some questions in the, his own clubhouse about, hey, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be You don't want to be a Dodger? Apparently not. I thought it was kind of bizarre behavior by Freddie Freeman, but you know, eventually all the storm clouds pass, and I think if the if he hits and the Dodgers win, continue to win, that's going to be forgotten. And uh, with Mookie Betts back, I think you can actually expect to see the Dodgers play better baseball now. Yep. All right, you want to talk summer league? 
Let's do it. We're going to be out there the next seven days on the edge at the Thomas Thomas Mack Center for the NBA Summer League. Can't wait. July 7th to the 17th. So if you're in town, swing by the uh, Thomas Mack set. We will be there. We have Um, a sweet set out there, by the way. Really good. Shout out to uh, Ken Janier and all the folks who have gotten this done because I I got to uh, see a picture of it today. And it is absolutely spectacular. So I cannot wait to be down there and watch some of these young guys in person because while we can bet on this from a future standpoint, there will be game lines up. Uh, it is cool to see what the future of the NBA is going yeah. to look like. Uh, before we get to the odds for this summer league, too, we should point out, and it ties into the odds here, uh, Chet Holmgren yesterday, because we have these mini summer leagues going on, right? You get the California Classic over the weekend. You get the, the Utah Jazz Summer League as well. Uh, Chet Holmgren out in Utah putting on a performance yesterday, 23.78% shooting from the field, Matt. A Utah Summer League record with six blocks in mm-hmm. his summer league debut. Looked pretty good and looked like a guy who was going to be used a little differently than he was at Gonzaga. You know, more perimeter-oriented, ball in his hands, letting him do stuff with it as opposed to, uh, you know, kind of a secondary player off ball more. He looked pretty comfortable. Yeah, we'll talk about him while we're out there this week too because I I want to see him play in person. Obviously, you know, we've we've talked a lot about his slender build. And when I say slender, that's an exaggeration. He's got legs about as thick as my wrist. You know, he's – I've saw people joke. Oh, he's seven foot two, uh, hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, he he weighs I think one ninety. A seven footer who weighs about one ninety, one ninety five. And you think in the NBA, he's probably going to get pushed around by bigger, stronger guys. I think the Oklahoma City coaches and front office personnel they know this. And as a rookie, they're not going to make Chet Holmgren play in the paint. He's not going to be playing with his back to the basket right. like a seven footer. I believe. And I think you and I talked about this a month or so ago. I think he's going to be a three, essentially, in the NBA. He's going to be like a small forward, a seven-footer who can play small forward. And maybe you can take advantage of mismatches where he's going to have a much smaller guy on him. And when I watched him last night, I thought, you know, he's already got plenty of NBA-ready moves. He's got the step back. Yep. He's, got, he's got everything in his arsenal. I, he's just going to continue to get better. But uh, I think the OKC Thunder coaches are going to protect him to a certain extent where he's not going to get worn down physically. Uh, the one question is, uh, what's he going to be able to – if he has to go out and guard in space, is he going to be able to handle quicker, ath- more athletic wings? Are yep. they going to just blow by him? Uh, he's not going to be able to block everybody's shot. He's not going to be able to go out too far on the floor and guard guys who are quicker in the association. Right, and that's kind of the thing you saw yesterday was even guys who get by him, he's so freaking long that it doesn't matter. He'll just chase you down and swat it away anyway. But he's doing that with rookies. He's not doing that with – And four-year guys out of college who are trying to win a job. Like, it's different in the summer league. It's Six blocks is incredible. But the the length somewhat makes up for the lack of athleticism on defense, right, because Mm -hmm. you're able to challenge shots a little bit more. Oh, no question. And and it ties into this Oklahoma City Thunder team, uh, depending on where you shop and look around – Either the favorite to win, Westgate Superbook uh, released them as the favorite at 8-1, to one, uh, or over at DraftKings, they have him as the second choice to win the NBA Las Vegas Summer League at plus 750. But he is part of, on paper, a really good Thunder roster because it's not just him. Josh Giddy, uh, who was fantastic for the Oklahoma City Thunder last year in his rookie season, is their lead. Think about that, too, by the way, the size that the Thunder are going to have eventually. Their lead point, their point guard, essentially, the Oklahoma City Thunder, six foot eight, Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. So you have Josh Giddy, you have Chet Holmgren, you have other guys who have performed very well in good developmental pieces. Alexa Pukashevsky's on this roster, too, Trey Mann. So this is on paper, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, should mention, too, Villanova player who's in his or going into his second year. This looks like a really good team and should be the favorite of all those guys who are going to play legitimate minutes for the Thunder. But that's always a question. 
about these rosters. Just because you're on the roster doesn't mean you're going to play every single game, every single minute, and finish out the summer league with that same team. Because by the time you get to the end of this, you could be looking at Abdul Gaddy, Gabe Brown, Robert Baker, who are three guys who are on this roster. Who are you asking? Who's that? Yeah, they're on the roster. Those could be the guys that are getting a majority of these minutes by the time you get deeper in the summer league. Oh, that's the, that's the truth. And by the way, there's a lot of mystery to betting the NBA Summer League when you're talking about the futures. Like you said, you don't know who's going to finish the Summer League. Remember when Zion Williamson was the top pick? Yeah. What, did he play five minutes? Something like, I think, did he tweak his knee that year or something yeah. like that? Yeah. They had the earthquake in his first game. I remember that, yeah. And basically, I think he played maybe five minutes, and he was not a factor. So if you bet the uh, Pelicans in that Summer League, uh, bad luck for you. I'm looking at the differences in the market here Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, what DraftKings put up and what the Westgate Superbook put up because we know Jeff Sherman over there is a very sharp NBA odds maker. So I wanted to find uh, the differences in the futures market here. And the Brooklyn Nets are 7-1 to favorites in the Summer League at DraftKings. Jeff Sherman at the Westgate's got the Nets at 16-1. to Yeah. Uh, So I want to get your take on the Nets at 16-1 to here locally. Is that, a, is that a value bet? And if not, where do you see the value at the top of the futures board on the uh, NBA Summer League? So, and, and the Nets were a team that I kind of circled, mainly because like, they have some pretty interesting players that I think you, you would like on paper, right? Kessler Edwards is part of this. Cam Thomas, uh, who's really who put in some really good minutes for him last year. Um, Dayron Sharp is here. And then they have some rookies who I think will perform pretty well. UNLV's own Donovan Williams, who I've seen up close, pretty good player, six foot eight, six foot seven wing, uh, who can you know handle, score, do a lot of good stuff for undrafted. Him. Yeah, yeah, undrafted. Like it's a pretty intriguing roster. I, I, I'm assuming maybe because you have like the duo of Cam Thomas, Kessler Edwards, that. That's why, like, those are two guys who played some pretty good minutes for. Remember, the Nets were really thin at one point last year and had to use these guys. But right. um, making them the favorite, I thought, was pretty surprising. Given one, the discrepancy in the market, and two, again, going back to what we're talking about, I think the Nets view those guys as pretty solid pieces moving forward. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're running them out for the entirety of the summer league. You're giving them a couple of games at most and getting out of there, and that leaves you to, you know, Raekwon Gray coming out of Florida State. Uh, Noah Kirkwood coming out of Harvard, uh, Kaiser Gates out of Xavier. Like, these are all rookies who are coming out this year. Alondis Williams from Wake Forest. That's not exactly a team that I think is a favor to win the summer league. I think sixteen to one is a fairer price than seven to one. All right, DraftKings is pricing that's at seven to one. Westgate Superbook at sixteen to one. I have another one for you. How about the Golden State Warriors at DraftKings? The Warriors bumped all the way up to forty to one at the Westgate twenty to one. Yeah. What, what do you think is a better number, and do you like the Warriors' summer league roster? Uh, I think so. I think their odds should be longer. I think the reason why you initially saw them at twenty to one was if you look at the roster, what sticks out: Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, and you're like, yeah, those guys. But then you look at the California Classic in their own building. Wiseman didn't play, uh, Kaminga didn't play, and Moses Moody, I think, played in two of the three games, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and they weren't big minutes. And again, as you look forward to next year, I think of those three you're probably going to see a guy like Moses Moody get the most of the minutes and play more consistently. But like Kaminga, Wiseman, Wiseman is probably there for practice more than anything else. That's, it ties into the Pistons. A lot of these guys are on these rosters so they can legally practice with their teams as opposed to play in these summer league games. Yeah. And I think that's why you're starting to see those longer odds because I mean, outside of that, they've got a decent roster, but nothing that jumps off the page that would want to make me invest in them to win this thing. And I think closer to 40 to 1 is more fair. All right, we're going to talk about your best bets in the next segment. 
So stay tuned for that. But what a quick take on the Pistons. 11 to 1 at DraftKings and the Pacers at 16 to 1. Yeah, Pistons, I would just say this be careful because there's already reports when you look at it. Uh, Kate Cunningham's probably not playing in the Summer League. Right. Sadiq Bey's probably not playing in the Summer League. Uh, but you do have Jaden Ivey, Isaiah Livers, Cameron McGusty. Like, there's pretty good talent on the roster. So I think they should be up there. More like 16, 16 to 1 ish, though, as opposed to a favorite. If you're betting the Pistons thinking, I'm getting Kate Cunningham and Sadiq Bey. You're and, not going to get those. No, nah, you're what not about getting the those Pacers. Guys. Uh, Pacers like them a lot. We'll get to that, okay. but I think I like that that backcourt. There's a lot of depth there. I like the Pacers. What their summer league roster looks like. Hey, we'll get to that more when we get the best bets on the other side. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
If you're ready for a fresh start with lasting change, take the Zen 10 Challenge, switch up the way that you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, the nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. And if you try them, you get 10 days of your money back. Your fresh starts here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at ZYN.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches, only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, as we mentioned, uh, and we'll mention it many times, tomorrow and uh, for the next well, we got seven shows. Uh, we'll be out there at the Thomas & Mack Center here in Las Vegas for the NBA Summer League. So, natural jumping off point. I've got three small future plays on teams to win the Summer League. Matt Eubens, first off, Houston Rockets. Got a bad number here. You can get them at 14-1. to 1. So, I bet them at 11-1 to 1, uh, to win the NBA Summer League. 14-1 is the DraftKings. And right? I think Westgate's yeah. got it as well. Okay. Uh, so, double check on that. But last look, they did. Uh, I think it's a really interesting roster. I think you would agree, too. Mm-hmm. So not only we know Jabari Smith is on the roster, Ty Ty Washington uh, with him as well. That makes it a really interesting pair. Dacian Nix and uh, Usman Garuba, who are both part of the team, played 24 games. Uh, they're first-round picks. Or not first-round picks, excuse me. Uh, but they're young players from last year. Garuba was a first-round pick. Uh, they are on this roster. Terry Easton from LSU, small forward, really good player, 6'8 wing. There's some intriguing pieces there. It's a somewhat small team. I, I noticed it was 8 of 14 members or 6'5 or shorter, only Four guys taller than 6'7", but that means could be quick, could be getting up and down the floor, uh, could be prioritizing speed a little bit there too. But I think it's a really interesting roster with the main pieces of Ty Ty Washington and Jabari Smith could carry him pretty far along here. So I bet him at 11-1. Uh, to 1. The other team that I was telling you about off the air, uh, I think Indiana is super intriguing. You get them in the range of 15-1. to 1. Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nembhard, Eli Brooks are their three rookie guards on this roster. It's a pretty good trio of guards mm-hmm. to have in this kind of a setting. You also get Chris Duarte, Dwayne Washington. I don't know how much they'll play. Again, as you talk about this, sometimes guys are on rosters because you want to get practice time. Maybe they'll play in one or two games, but it's about the young pieces. Isaiah Jackson, who played in 36 games, part of the roster too. Some unknowns in the front court, like Benny Boatwright's part of this team, so we'll see if he really contributes. And the front court players are a little unknown, but in, in this setting, I kind of want to go for guard play. And so if I'm getting some pretty good, talented guards, especially young ones like Matherin, Nembhard, and Brooks, uh, I'm really intrigued by the Pacers. So took them at 15-1. to 1. And then the New York Knicks, you can get them 25-ish to 1. Got them at 26-1. to 1. Uh, By the way, I got these at Circa, too, and these odds are popping up pretty much everywhere. Uh, but I, I like the Knicks roster, and this is more of the long shot for me. But we got Trevor Keels on this roster, so we could see him. Again, really solid guard play, could really help out there. Uh, and then some of the guys, the young guys that they're using as they move forward as part of like the big picture for them. Quentin Grimes is on this roster. Jericho Sims is on this roster. Uh, I just like some of this depth that they have too. So took a little bit. This is like the long shot for me. Nick's at about 26 to 1. So those three are the ones that I bet. I don't disagree with that. I actually was surprised that Trevor Keels slipped in the draft as far yep. as he did. The uh, Duke freshman guard, uh, he slipped to the 42nd pick yeah. in the second round. I really thought that he was going to be a first-round pick. I'm glad I didn't bet that prop. But I think uh, he's going to be a guy who – he's got a pro body. He showed up at Duke with a pro body. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he has a big summer league. I think one guy you talked about there, Benedict Matherin, the former Arizona guard, I think he could be the MVP of the summer league. Uh, I like to bet on guards in these type of settings too because they typically dominate the ball and take a lot of shots. I think Matherin's going to be a, a guy who's going to be a standout, so that Pacers team uh, looks pretty good to, to yeah. me too. Can I, I'll give you one more team to watch as well. I didn't bet them, but they're in the range of about 10 to 1. 
uh, the Pelicans, I think, are really interesting because not only are we talking about um, Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall, all guys who contributed in the postseason and played pretty well. Um, Dyson Daniels, who played in the G League. So I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic, right? Dyson Daniels, our first-round pick, played in the developmental G League type of setting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, how that translates over 11-6-4, we'll call it, in the G League. E.J. Liddell's on this roster, and it's a big athletic roster. I, I noted some of the heights uh, for the Houston Rockets. How about this? 11 players for the New Orleans Pelicans, six foot seven or taller. And a lot of them are like long, athletic guys like Dyson Daniels or Liddell. So it'll be interesting to see with the Pelicans. And they're up there, too, from a future standpoint. So, but I do like them. I, I like the Pelicans. They'll be fun to watch. But those are my three in terms of the bets. We're pretty good. Can't wait to get out there. There's Thomas Mack uh, the next seven days at the NBA Summer League here on the edge. All right, let's uh, talk college football here for a minute. If you pick up or click on Point Spread Weekly, our digital magazine that comes out today, Brian Kelly, LSU coach, is on the cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, my lead to the column is about LSU over six and a half regular season wins at minus 130. That's the price at the Circus Sportsbook. That's one of my best bets. Tim Brando of Fox Sports quoted in the column saying he thinks LSU can win 10. Okay. I think that might be a little bit aggressive. Yeah, I mean, you'll take it. I'll take seven or eight. Seven or eight. And actually, uh, seven could be a sweet spot here because if you like uh, middles, taking middle shots, you can find LSU seven and a half, play that under. And you can also find LSU six and a half and play that over. And if it lands on seven, uh, you've got a double winner there. How about Oklahoma under nine and a half, minus 120? Chris the Bear Felica from ESPN is on board with that one. I quoted him in the column. Uh, Colorado under three and a half, minus 135. Buffaloes. Expected to be underdogs in all 12 games. Uh, New Mexico, this is my uh, sleeper team out of the Mountain West. The offense was abysmal last year. They were my over team last year. Let yeah. me down. Well, they went 3-9 and nine last year. Yeah. Uh, 3-9 and nine would be good enough to cash this year. New Mexico over 2.5 at plus 120. And then the Alabama number that's up at DraftKings. And it keeps going up. But the, the win total for Bama is 10.5. Circa and a lot of other books have 11 and a half, and uh, I don't mind laying the extra price here at minus 225. Now it's up to minus 240 on Bama over 10 and a half. It's going to be a disappointing season for the Tide if they finish 11 and 1. But I don't want to bet on Alabama going 12 and 0. Right. I'll bet on 11 and 1. You have at least a little margin for error. I, I don't mind paying the minus 225. While it looks to me like clearly the number one team. Uh, with the best offensive player, Bryce Young, the quarterback, and best de- defensive player, Will Anderson, uh, in the nation on that roster. And, uh, again, the columns and points spread weekly today, and I'll expand on those a little bit more as uh, we get more time to talk about college football. Let's go golf with the Scottish Open uh, teeing off late tonight. So if you love to watch late-night live sports like I do, you can catch the Scottish tonight around midnight. Uh, should be on the Golf Channel. John Rahm. I'm going to play a guy from the group of favorites, Rom, at 12 to 1. We'll see if Rombo can get his act together. He should be the best driver in the field this week. Matt Fitzpatrick, the U.S. Open winner, at 20 to 1. Lost a playoff in this tournament a year ago. Willie Z, give him another shot here. Willie Z at 27 to 1, 28 to 1 at Circa as we speak. And Robert McIntyre, the highest ranked Scottish player in the field. Bobby Mack. Is my uh, bomb this week, the long shot on Robert McIntyre at 85 to 1. He's going to be a, a home, <clears throat> excuse me, a home course favorite here at long odds. 
And uh, those would be the four for the Scottish Open futures with the British Open on deck. Rom, Fitzpatrick, Zalatoris, and McIntyre. Let's talk a little bit about the British. Mm-hmm. Jeff Davis at Circus Sports just put up the prop on Tiger Woods. Will he make or miss the cut at the British? Jeff put up miss, minus 120, make even money. Jeff Sherman at the Westgate Superbook told me he's going to put up Tiger to make the cut at plus 120. I'm going to play Tiger to make the cut at St. Andrews, his favorite course in the world. Let's hear from Tiger. He just finished playing in the Pro-Am in Ireland where he shot 77-74. Did not look great, but I think that's going to give us some value in the number heading to the British Open next week. Was the plan after the PGA all along to, to look ahead to St. Andrews? Uh, no, the plan was play the U.S. US Open, um, but physically I was not able to do that. Uh, there's no way physically I, c- I could have done that. I had some issues with my leg, and um, it would have put this tournament in jeopardy. And so there's no reason to do that. Um, this is a pretty historic Open that we're, go- we're going to be playing. I'm lucky enough to be um, part of the past champions that have, have won there and want to play there again. And I don't know when they're ever going to go back while I'm still able to play at a high level. And I want to be able to give it, you know, at least one more run at a high level. Tiger Woods talking about why he skipped the U.S. Open to prepare for the British, and I think it was a good strategical move. If you watched him at the PGA, JVT, he was struggling on the weekend. He needed that two months to get stronger physically and put himself in the best position to compete here in the British. And it's not going to be a a hilly course where uh, I I think it's going to challenge him too much physically. He could play St. Andrews in his sleep, and he's going to be fired up for this because, like I said, it's his favorite course, and it's a historical open, the British Open. Tigers, odds right now, I bet MGM 40 to 1. You're going to see 80 to 1. The Westgate Superbook's got 100 to 1. Don't bet Tiger to win the British Open. Just bet him to make the cut. To make the weekend. For him right now, that's a win to be able to make the cut and compete. And I think that's how you have to bet Tiger in these majors instead of donating money on him on the right. futures board. No, <clears throat> I would agree with that as well. Uh, it seems pretty clear. And then now I'll save this question because at, at Augusta, you made the point at one point, and this was before his injury, I think that Augusta was maybe the one where you'd look at him to win potentially, but maybe not so much anymore. Well, he's got such a strong right. track record at Augusta. He knows that course like the back of his hands, like his backyard. But Is it better to know something like the back of your hand or able to play it in your sleep? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no? both. Okay. I think if you can do both, you have a real advantage. We'll be back yeah. tomorrow live from the NBA Summer League. We'll see you then. Enjoy Bye Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.